In the name of the true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, every year on this fourth Sunday of Easter, our gospel reading is one of the passages from John 10. So it takes a snippet of John 10, uh, where Jesus speaks of himself throughout chapter 10 uh, as a shepherd. So in the tradition of the church, you'll often hear today called Good Shepherd Sunday. Uh, David joked at 9:10, I am the gate Sunday, just doesn't have the same kind of ring to it. Uh, but Good Shepherd Sunday, the church calls today. And some of the earliest artistic representations of Jesus that, we've, that we have, that we've discovered, are not the familiar robed and bearded figure, uh, but rather a young beardless shepherd boy. Did you know that? A young beardless shepherd boy, some of the earliest images we have. And that image, it resonated with early Christians, not only because shepherds were more uh, prominent, you know, there were more of them back then than there are today, uh, but also because the shepherd was an image rooted in the Old Testament, in the scriptures. We have a shepherd as the image of what sort of king God desired for the people of Israel. So the king that God envisioned throughout Hebrew scripture, our Old Testament, would not exploit the people for his own gain, but would lovingly care for the people, guiding and protecting them. And as the people of Israel hoped for a savior, hoped for a Messiah, that image of a shepherd king became a way of expressing their hope, the hope of that savior who would restore their fortunes, the fortunes of the nation, and lead them in the ways of God. So Jesus, in John 10, takes up that resonant image. And that I love thinking about Jesus incarnate, moving among us, taking up the images of his scriptures and using them to his advantage, right? To talk about who he is and who we're to be before God. So he's taking up that image so that we might more fully understand the kind of king he is, the kind of savior he is and what kind of life uh, becomes possible for us. So in the portion of John 10 we have before us today, we learn that Jesus, the living Christ, calls us each by name. Calls us each by name. Our collect said that, the prayer at the beginning of the day. You almost don't need this sermon. Just read the collect and listen to the offertory anthem, and you'll have what you need. Uh, nevertheless, I'll go on. I don't know a great deal about shepherding, quite very little, but I do know this. If you put uh, multiple flocks into a pasture, so if I'm a shepherd and Brad's a shepherd and we put our sheep into the pasture, uh, morning rolls around and I could call my sheep by name and they would come to me. They would listen to my voice and they would go through the gate and into uh, new fields. Kind of neat, right? So Jesus is taking up an image uh, the, and, and the voice of a shepherd as something that his people understood. They saw shepherds calling their sheep by name. So he's saying, I'm the shepherd calling you by name. You know my voice and follow me. 
So think about what kind of images, I don't have them to offer you, but think about if Jesus were here, 21st century New York, what kind of images would he take up and, and say, now you hear all of these competing voices in all of these ways, bombarded like, unlike our forebears were, much to the detriment of our soul, but that's another sermon. All of these voices, you know, how do we hear the voice of the good shepherd calling us by name? How do we become attentive to his voice? How do we do it? Well, let's look at the Acts of the Apostles, our reading today. It starts with the waters of baptism. Just last Sunday at the 910 service, we baptized uh, Jack. Jack was a nine-month-old. He was an angel. He didn't barely move when I put water on his head and oil and the whole thing. Incredible. Uh, fine if your baby screams like crazy too at a baptism, but you know, here was Jack, quite calm. But what did we do? Jack, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jack, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. Jack, receive this candle and be as the light of Christ in the world. So that mystery where we get joined to the body of Christ in the waters of baptism, we're called by name. We're called by name. So we hear it, and maybe we were only nine months old when we were baptized. We have the rest of our lives to figure out the mystery that is that identity, where our life is hidden with Christ in God. You know, day by day, we try to discover what it means that we've been dropped into that great mystery called baptism, that relationship between God the Father and God the Son. So we begin to hear our name then, and it is echoed throughout our lives. And then, of course, in the stories of Scripture, just as we're listening to the voice of Jesus in John 10. And John and everyone else who wrote a gospel has in mind that we're going to be going back and rereading and hearing over and over again uh, the text. So that as our life matures, we've listened to the voice of the shepherd in John's gospel, for instance, and, we, and, and it grows as we grow. Our ears become attuned to hear the mystery that is Jesus Christ, his voice coming through the scriptures. And that's all we have scripture for. We talked about that in the forum last week, so that we can see the face, hear the voice of God's beloved son, and come to know him and follow him. And at this service, you know, Episcopalians, we listen to a lot of scripture. Four biblical passages, Acts, 1 Peter, Psalm 23, Gospel. That's a lot. And scripture is tossed in throughout our liturgy as it proceeds. So we're awash in the scriptures when we come together uh, to celebrate the Lord's day, to lift our voice in song. And of course, when we break the bread, the scriptures, just like they were for Jesus, are the images and the material uh, floating around for us, for us to make sense and for us to hear the voice and to follow. And another thing that I want to pick up is, one, he calls us each by name. Two, did you notice that he goes ahead of them? The sheep follow his voice, he leads them into a new space, and he goes ahead of them. So the living Christ is always ahead of us. Was it last week that we heard the story of the Emmaus Road? Maybe that was a couple weeks ago now, where Christ makes himself known in the breaking of bread and disappears? 
I like that because anytime we try to pin Christ down, put him in a corner, oh, I, I have him just here, and there's nothing else for me to learn or discover, he disappears, right? We can't contain the mystery of Christ. Our God is like a raging fire, right? So anytime we try to place Jesus in a corner and say, good boy, stay there, just where I want you, um, he vanishes from our sight because he's going up ahead of us, leading us into new territory. And sometimes when he's going ahead of us into that new place, which might be a new season in life for us, might be retirement, might be a new job, might be a difficult health diagnosis, he's there ahead of us, the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, he's there. That's why the psalmist can say in difficult seasons, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So the shepherd goes ahead of us as a sign of protection and comfort, but also as a source of direction, even when we don't want to go in the direction, calling us to say, come this way, and why can we trust that? Because the direction he promises to lead us is always the path to life. I came that they might have life and have it abundantly. Friends, Jesus Christ is the abundant life that we're looking for. He's the life of God poured out for us in his life and in his death. And through the power of his resurrection, he's poured out for us this morning in this Holy Eucharist. So listen to his voice. Follow where he leads, trusting that he's with us, not only through it all, but also ahead of us, calling us into abundant life. And just look at the scriptures, look at the life, look at this abundant life that he shows us, water into wine, overflowing baskets of food where everyone is fed, a feast prepared for a wayward son, Lazarus released from the death, the grip of death kind of life, arms outstretched on the wood of the cross so that you might come within his saving embrace. As I said, pay attention to the offertory anthem. It says it all, but here's a preview. Thou spreadst a table in my sight, thy unction grace bestoweth, and oh, what transport of delight from thy pure chalice floweth. Friends, here at this altar is the voice of life. It's the abundant life that Jesus Christ makes possible, poured out for you, poured out for me, poured out for the life of the world. Hallelujah.